Hi there, I'm Birgit O'Connor and welcome to the World of Watercolor Painting podcast. Now in today's episode, I'm going to bring you into one of my class meetings where we're discussing a painting project that we were doing of a cluster of monarch butterflies. Now this particular project was to coincide with the monarch migration on the west coast of California. I started students off a little easy and then using those same techniques, I'm expanding their skills and making it more challenging and a bit more difficult. Now, I'm not really trying to get them to paint exactly like me. I'm trying to teach everybody techniques. What I thought was really interesting is that there were points in the project where they had to release the idea of what they thought they needed to do and be more creative. And the results were amazing. We've got some paintings that look more realistic and others that are more abstract and both work beautifully. So I thought I would let you listen into the conversation because what we're really trying to do is move away from the idea of what we think we're supposed to do and allow yourself more freedom to explore and become more painterly and creative. So let's get started and have some fun. Should we look at your paintings first before anybody um, says how horrible the experience was? <laughs> I think maybe I should do that because uh, before anybody starts complaining about how difficult it was, maybe we should look at the paintings. Don't you think? Is that or does anybody have something to interject? Okay, good. I see. Oh, go ahead. My only comment is if you teach this again, don't do it over Christmas. I know, I know. Well, I'll tell you the reason because I, and I really appreciate that. And I agree with you. The reason why it happened was because it was the migration. And I think we could do this again in a few months or so. And, uh, you know, we'll talk, let's talk about that. So, and you can always come back in. I'll let you come back in, especially uh, since you did it during this period of time. So I got the mask on this morning. Okay. Um, because I it took me working on and off a week just to get it sketched onto the paper because I just couldn't deal with all the lines on your drawing. It just, mm -hmm. it, I, it was just too much. So I kind of used it combo of that and the photo and my own editing and whatever so I okay. finally got to the masking this morning but that's all I've done okay well see now that was really a good point because when I came to the line drawing really what that's about is I want you to see what I'm using how I did the drawing and I'm trying to offer you alternatives for you to use whatever works the best for you and I do think the lines are incredibly complicated but also as we go through the process you decide you many of those lines that we thought we needed, we don't need, you know, we end up simplifying. So you've, you're getting the advanced version here of it. This is about you expanding, taking what we've already done, how to take it into a place that works best for you, which you absolutely did right there. Now, I will say, Birgit, yep. with yep. that, the butterfly garden one, my son saw mine on Christmas. Uh-huh. And he he's wow, mom, when did you do those butterflies? That's beautiful. And he hardly ever comments on my paintings. So he thought it was good anyway. 
Well, I love that. I love that. And I'm so excited to hear that you were happy and that he was happy with it. And oh my gosh, to hear the joy in your voice is huge. So <laughs> I'm thrilled. <laughs> yeah, I'm thrilled. Thank you, Mary. I really appreciate that. I'm so excited for you. Now, this is going to be more of a challenge, just so you know. And um, the I, but what's been really fascinating with all of these, um, I think they're all gorgeous. Okay, I'm going to stop here and just go back into this for a second. So as we look at this, so taking as a complicated subject matter, I try to simplify it, it on the verge of abstraction without trying to get so photorealistic. I am not really a photorealistic person. So as you can see behind me, like something like that, it's more abstracted. Maybe some people think it's photorealistic, but I don't. So uh, let's go into this and take a look. You've got some just amazing work here. We're going to flip through all of these that came through because I love the effects that are happening. Even if we don't have the clarity of the butterflies, we've got the colors are outstanding. You've got the, so what I'm looking for is a push pull effect. I'm looking for the butterflies to come forward, the background to go back and your use of color and how you're doing. And from what I see here, everybody has done such an amazing job here. This will be basically applied to all of them. Even if we don't really see the butterflies as like what we think, because butterflies, I think, can look way too cute. And that was one reason why I never wanted to paint butterflies. I thought it just kind of takes the art out of it and turns it into something cutie, you know, which I, I never liked. Here, I find this very interesting, transitional, all of them, you know, and uh, artistic. So like, if we look at this here, the wet end of wet, the use of color, that little, uh, the blue back here works so nicely, the balance of color all the way around. This is obviously in progress and you're, you have a great start on this. So this is also fascinating. I want to look at Barb's one and two. Now you had one in arches and one on Saunders. Okay. So tell me about what you've got here with um, your, uh, your experience since you tried both of those. Ooh. Um, okay. The other one I started out, that was going to be my working copy. And I just kind of followed cover colors and swish, swish, swish on arches. And then I thought, well, and after that other drawing, I thought I'm going to make a really good job, but it was Saunders and the, it's very difficult to work with because, you know, the paint keeps soaking in. I think it's more for detailed work. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Because, you know, with the Saunders, I can't get that flow. Like, oh. like here, I'm thinking about even doing some other projects, like something a little more where I want the color to really flow. And I thought, I don't think that's going to happen with the Saunders. And it does soak in. And it seems like it takes a little longer to build the color up. I don't know which one is which here. This so, is from, let me see, what are we looking at here? This is the first one. This is the working copy. That's Arches 140. Okay. And so now here's the other thing when it comes to the arches. So with the arches paper, like I was trying to do this painting, which I usually do my traditional approach of landscapes to or florals, and I get that color intensity and we've got a great flow of color. Mm -hmm. So there's a clarity that can come along with it. And then with the Saunders, there's a softness that comes along with it. So, you know, it's just really interesting. So, okay. So with this one, this is the arches. Did you prefer the arches? Uh, yes. 
Because when I see them, like the the colors, it doesn't look the same as in real, but the arch just has a, a livelier look. Right. Yeah, it looks livelier. And the other one has got it's got more depth. And I think, I don't know, I would think it's for more detailed work. I don't, because I've never used Saunders before, only once. But it was, that was a pile of work. I did layer upon layer and right. I'm still not finished. And you cannot rub anything out on that one. Right. Saunders, it is. Yeah. Because it has a softer size surface, so that means the fibers are very soft. And if you do a lot of rubbing to it, then it can damage the surface. Yeah. So, but what's also interesting, if we look at this one, like you said, this one has a softer look and then the arches has a livelier look. Mm -hmm. So if we look at the arches, even though, you know, you're in progress here, just the abstraction of this is stunning. You know, it would also, even if you didn't even go further, it would allow the viewer to go, well, what is that? Look at the use of color. How are they doing that? And that's like, oh, that would be butterfly wings. So I like it even as an abstraction. Yeah, and, I like the look of that a lot. Yeah. Isn't that cool? That it never took any time to do, actually. <laughs> I just kind of, you know, just looked at it. And, you know, and then I thought, hey, actually, that looks pretty good. And I thought, oh, I'm going to do another one. And yeah, then, well, see, oh, like God. you might not even go into the detail of it, you know, it's and then here you have a bit more detail. But what I'm looking at is the paper surface. It has that softer look mm -hmm. but to me. This almost pushes back. And then if we look at the brighter colors, it comes forward a mm -hmm. bit more. You know, we don't see these wet into wet areas. The abstraction is gorgeous. I don't think I would touch. Are you going to do any more to this? I might put some blue. I was going to just leave it, but I might put some more in that great big dark at the, at, the, at the edge. I might put some more blue in there with gouache, maybe. Now, what surprises me is that I would normally say, oh, we need to bring it. I, actually, there's a couple things. I've got a couple thoughts going on at the same time here, is that I like the idea of the abstraction. I like the idea that we don't have to, you do not have to make it look like my, my painting, my photograph. It's using the idea. And what you've got here, just the using the technique into this abstraction, I find fascinating. Why we went a little longer on that conversation is for one, talking about the paper surface and the difference and the abstraction of this and using this technique and how you can not try to make it look exactly like either mine or the reference photo, but taking the idea and pushing it a little further. So you did a gorgeous job, Barb. Now this is stunning and dramatic. So tell us, what do you think about this? And uh, um, what are your thoughts and what were your, all of that? Well, I agree that it was um, very easy to lose your spot. Um, there are a few spots where <clears throat> it's uh, even hard to figure out where to start, but uh, I got through that by looking at an edge and then working my way in. Uh, I had some trouble with the, uh, the Payne's Gray because it's a uh, number two on a scale of four, the one that I have um, as far as uh, permanent, it was kind of semi-permanent um, or semi-staining. Mm. Um, and when I did the pour, a lot of that washed all over my other colors. Um, what brand did you use? I think it's Daniel Smith. Okay. Oh, no, it's Hol Holbein. Oh, okay. All right. 
That's good to know. Okay. Uh, let's see. And um, I don't know. You just kind of keep at it and do a section at a time. And then I, there was quite a lot of uh, the paint gray that ended up going. Um, that's on Saunders. Uh, and I agree, it does seem to soak in and take more to get the color that you want. And then what about oh, for your darkest darks? Because you make it very dramatic with these darks here. It's just more layers. Because when I started, I used the neutral tint just to get it um, light enough to make some kind of a contrast to see where the background stuff was. Mm -hmm. And I went around a lot of the colors that come out into the background to start with. And then I just did additional layers. And there are spots where I've added in the Van Dyke brown. Um, and then See, I don't usually paint. use... I don't usually use those colors, but then I thought it was really fascinating to use it in this particular painting. What I especially like is like, I love this bottom butterfly and how you handled the wings right there and all the mingling of color and the light on this one and the blue. Did you use an a Prussian blue or what did you use here? Um, no, I, I use Prussian blue just on a few of the bigger spots toward the inside. Um, mm. on top of my Payne's gray and then everything else is just more layer of Payne's gray. No, I'm talking about on the uh, sky, the sky part. On the sky. No, I didn't use some. Um, I use perylene blue. Huh. I've never used that one. Perylene blue? Yeah, hold on. Oh, a whole bunch. I don't know. Okay. Cerulean, sorry. Cerulean blue. Oh, okay. Um, I think I use that and some Antwerp blue. The Antwerp. That's what gives it the power there. Nice. Nice. It's just gorgeous. And what about the wings? What did you use down here? Um, I use that cadmium red light and then the um, transparent orange. Because mm -hmm. I was surprised when I was doing the shells that the cadmium red light is as orange as it was. So I used some of that. Um, with the uh, the oranges that you recommended. Well, that's something to think about because I, I never usually use cadmiums. And um, I'm looking for a little piece of paper here to make a note of that, but the cadmium red light sounds like that would be a very interesting one to incorporate. I like how that worked there. I like it a lot. And, um, but that that's not really a transparent color, is it? With the cadmium red light, isn't it like, um, I'd have to check my oh, don't worry. Don't. list. <laughs> don't worry. But you did a great job. And what did you think about the technique? Because what I love here is so like, especially this is one of my favorite wings in the whole uh, composition itself, in all of them. This one in the light. And also I love your color mingling down here. And my question to you is by using that masking technique around here, we're able to retain that delicate look and because we have such a nice effect around those shapes instead of drawing it on. What did you think? I did um, like that. And this, I'm working on another one now on the arches paper. And um, I'm keeping the process for the masking started like you did with the blue and the, um, the white areas. And then I did a wash, a light wash. Uh, wet on wet um, for my yellows and oranges 
to get at those. Um, so I kind of knew where the pieces of the butterflies were. Mm-hmm. You know, the way you normally start out or start out some of your big flowers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just would add more wet on wet orange into, into the wings or yellow and then go ahead and mask those when I got them kind of where I thought I wanted them. Mm-hmm. And just kept adding mask um, from yellows to oranges. Uh, um, and then some of the other lighter spots, uh, though I did like using gouache at the end, that made it a lot easier to fix some things. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, like um, that is something about this particular composition is that I was not so eager to use gouache, but it really, this has such an interesting combination of so many different different facets of watercolor using gouache using transparent using masking and it's very successful it's gorgeous and on saunders so that was fascinating and it'd be interesting to hear what you think about it when when you're done with the one uh, on arches that'll be the next meeting oh i love it i love it okay thank you all right and then this norman you know the pretty amazing i just want to take a look but like and- like everybody else said, this one drive, drove me crazy. I know. And I would I would never do something like this again. I know. I, <laughs> but Norman, it's good. That's one of the best paintings I've ever seen you do. Exactly. Exactly. So I thought, oh, I don't think Norman knew what he got himself into when he no, got it. No, for sure I didn't. <laughs> you don't well, know how many times I was I was quitting and I was going to ask for my money back because oh. I... I, I just couldn't do it. Well, um, I'm sure. I think I heard you cursing at me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you did it. I think it looks great. Yeah. I like, I, do you, th- now, from our um, gallery here, do you think that he needs to go darker? I think it's beautiful. I think it has a very nice balance as is. So you have a very nice balance. My concern is let's go ahead and put some darks in. And I want to hear from everybody. Um, if we go darker, then we might lose that balance. Beautiful. Now, would you go darker anywhere else in here? No, j- just the top part. Okay. Okay. And then I like this down here, and I like how you handled all those little spots. Are beautiful. Well, you can see from the bottom butterflies, uh, that's where I started. By the time I got up to the top, I just said, "The hell with it. I just want to finish this," and I didn't pay as much attention. Mm-hmm. This is Lisa. I want to say that it's. Re- I have it on a big screen, and it's very graphic, and it reminds me of Paul Klee or Picasso. And it, the way it's rendered, it's interesting. It makes you want to keep looking at it. It's almost like that one down, the orange down in the bottom right, is a flower. It could be like mm-hmm. a mum or something. It just there's a lot of. Um, interplay or interaction in it and your looseness like up in that spot in the middle up at the top that's got the little brown dots in the gray right in the middle up there by where you put the black um it's just i I like how there's the little tight areas then there's the colorful areas it it reminds me of something like paul clee i i think you should put a mat on it (laughs) i think it's really yeah you know it it doesn't look like burgettes but it is in its own right it's something well, I will say that the the uh, the first butterflies, the, the three of them, I got a lot of compliments on that. But oh, when right. they saw this one, everybody that does comment 
says, uh, forget this one. I like the other one better. Okay. So you're, t- you mean, uh, well, th- you know what? That even happened with mine. Just so you know, is that like with people in general, people can relate to regular butterflies with pretty colors. And so this is more artistic. And so that was also why I separated the course where we just have the beginning butterfly, you know, that's one that for people that that's all they want to do. And then for this course, we have that included plus this because it's taking it a step further and it stretches um it stretches the mind. It allows the viewer to enter into the painting and get attracted to areas of color and shape. And it's fabulous. It's fabulous. So on, be- on behalf of all of us, what you just said is you intentionally decided to drive us all crazy. Yes, I did, actually. Okay. <laughs> yes, that is exactly. I thought, I think I mentioned this to Sue in the very beginning. I said, I don't think people are going to, they're not going to know. They're they're just not going to be able to do this. <laughs> yeah, I'm well, terrified to put paint to paper on this one. When she got to the video again that where you just threw paint all over it, uh-huh. I, said, I said out loud to myself, I don't think I can do that. So it, it, I've got to trust the process because I, I hit a roadblock with the poor. <laughs> well, you know, what you just said right there, I think, is incredibly important because um, when you just said that I don't think I can do this, you know, it's almost like, a, in my opinion, a life lesson. We all think that we can't do things. And here it's just a piece of paper. You can overcome it. You're overcoming some fears whether or not it's on a grand scale or a smaller scale. And why I'm saying this is that I'm hearing too many people around me keep saying, I can't do this. I can't do this. You can just try. And like, even if it doesn't turn out exactly like, like mine or somebody else, whether or not it's life or painting or whatever, it's going to be incredible. You know, you're learning a lot. There's my Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, well, like I said, I got to the point where I said it two or three times and I said, okay, Sue, trust the process. You've done it all along. Trust this one too. Yeah, it looks great. Looks great. And then looks Beatrice. Okay, so Beatrice. Okay, this is gorgeous. Now, what's interesting about this, let me get rid of these things. This has a different, this is like in the same place where you were, Sue, sort of. Uh, One, somebody said they had used a colored watercolor pencil to outline the butterflies and finding and the big ones and finding the shapes. Is this and like that this? was so helpful to me. You can even see some of the lines that are still there. I used an orangey watercolor pencil to you find did. the big wings. Okay, let's yeah. find, let's find what you've got here. Oh, right here. Uh well, uh, uh, in the big one where your camera is up to the left, that's uh-huh. that's at the top oh. of the wing up to the left. That, okay. That's a watercolor pencil, which I think will disappear. I hope will disappear eventually. Um, Interesting. See, I'd, like, I'd yeah. like to, um, see, yeah, I'd like you to continue to tell us what you think of it as you go. You know, what's interesting, I'm sorry to interject into this, is that I thought, <laughs> you know, what's interesting is looking at that, my thought is, oh, that's not necessarily going to work. And the reason why it wouldn't work is that if I'm going to apply lots of layers of water, then it's going to disappear. If it's a watercolor pencil, you know, that could be a problem. It could be problematic. But 
thinking about what we have with Normans or some of the other abstracted um, uh, versions of this, that would be very interesting to see how that's incorporated into it. That's my big spiel. What do you think there? Um, I'm hoping it disappears, except I started out hoping that, and I'm not sure anymore. I'm using um, cotton and Van Dyke brown because I couldn't get uh, um, artist grade mm. brown, and it's it's a little frustrating because it, it's weak. Mm. Um, and then, as far as the lines are concerned, I you know I went back and forth between oh my god, I'm really screwing this up. To I think I'll just do what I want to do exactly um, in in the background, particularly. I think this is really less than halfway. I haven't put the third masking on yet, but I wanted you to see it. Oh, I love it. I love looking at this because, uh, you know, when I was designing this is that I had all those little lines in there and I thought, do I want those little lines? You know, but then again, how do we know where to put anything if we don't have some of those things? Yeah. Where's our guide? And I, so thinking about how to offer this as a lesson, then I thought, oh, they're not going to like this at all. And um, <laughs> I'm loving it to tell you the truth. And, and I'm not sure I can do it, but I'm also, it's so different from the shells. It, it's more um, cerebral, if I can put it that way. I love it. I love, I love that comment and I love that thought. And it is, you know, it's like, um, it's really pushing us into a different direction. And mm -hmm. Like, um, have you noticed, like, it's interesting when you said cerebral, like, does your mind, like, when I'm doing some new things, sometimes, like, my little brain will kind of go, oh, you just don't, you don't want to do this, this is too much. Do you, do you get like that? Watching your demos on this uh, really slowed me down. I have a tendency to go too fast. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think that's what I mean when you're when you were doing the the background and just talking almost to yourself, um, and I imitated that. Good. <laughs> and that's what I mean by cerebral oh, when I was cool. working. <laughs> you know that is fantastic. I love to hear that. Great, thank you. Well, I have been watching all the videos. It's been kind of dreary here, and this time I said, okay. I had really f a lot of fun with the first part. And as I'm going through the videos, I'm like, OMG. <laughs> I'm going through. I have the last two uh, videos to watch like someone else. Um, but I wanted to say one thing, and that is I really appreciate everyone's participation in these classes because I learn from other students too. They have an idea. And um, I just wanted to thank y'all that. I appreciate that. And I am uh, one quarter of my sheet is drawn. <laughs> and I have um, all the tools. I have the Notan, I think. And then I have two of the big prints. And I was like, okay, I could do that. I could like kind of sh on one of my copies of the big print is use a pencil and say, okay, here's the butterflies and use my finger. But then, you know, as I'm only one quarter drawn, I'm like, okay, I got to get this started. <laughs> so I started the drawing so I could actually start on the painting. 
So, you know, again, uh, what you made me think about is that because you've got the note hand, you've got the prints up. And so logically, we're going into it. So then it's like, logically, you're kind of uh, getting familiar with everything is, and then we have to step away from that. So, Mm -hmm. and then that's going to be the battle in the brain, you know, of what, you know, where to go next. You know, know, I, I know that, but on the one hand, I really liked what Norman, I mean, that just stayed with me what Norman came up with. And I knew he was frustrated and I heard several comments where they just said, okay, I'm just going to get through this. Um, but I kind of feel going into it at first, just watching the videos, I was like, Oh my goodness, this is really going to be a challenge. And, um, but I really liked how people just let go. So I'm kind of looking at it as just taking my time, like a meditation, you know, and I have to step back because, I have other things I have to do. So that works out fine. And I come to a place where I need to let the mask dry, then I can go do something else and come back. So anyway, I'm kind of excited about starting. Well, I think the way I'm going to approach it is just step by step, just like you did. And I always like to hear when you're, you know, you're kind of talking to yourself, but we get to share in your ideas and your design. And it's like, oh, well, this I didn't like really well. I didn't like this at all. And then you just keep going. So that's kind of encouraging too. Well, here, let me encourage you a little bit more. (laughs) So the other day I thought, okay, I'm going to go do something. And I have this plan and I was going to do it on the 140 arches paper. And I was going to do this estuary And the last one I did was on Saunders. I wanted to work with the flow of color and it failed. And I thought, I'm going to call this a complete fail. And then I thought, okay, the paper's wet. I'm just stacking up some cellophane, um, you know, saran wrap on top of it. And I thought, let's see what comes up with this. And I thought, ah, just can I, I'm going to tear it in half. But I thought I haven't gotten that far yet. And I've had it up in the studio and I looked at it today and I thought, you know, it's not that bad. I might be able to do something with it. And I have no idea what I can do. And that happened with another one I did um, back there. So, but it felt like an absolute fail. And I, I don't usually feel that way, but also with the holidays and with the challenges that we've had. I was treating the class like a meditation. It just keeps me right here instead of all over the place. And um, that's the way I'm going to proceed. So it should be interesting. You know, it could be a happy accident. It could be an outcome or (laughs) I don't like to use the word fail. Well, no, mine was a fail. Yeah. (laughs) And and I'll just call it that and we'll see if I, I, but I'm ready to move on. I protected the back. Maybe I'll use that. But, um, you know, I, art is my, meditation it's all of ours it's our therapy you know that's how well we have like i've got a ton of things going on in the background you know it's like uh, everybody's getting older or people are sick or you know this is happening that's happening drama 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 and i thought where can i come back to me where can i come back to center I, I got on the scale. It wasn't pretty and that didn't work. So some, somehow I need to get that back into control. And, uh, and I thought, how does this happen when I haven't been making pies? You know, how does that happen? <laughs> and I thought, this is my happy place. Just doing art. You know, this is, would anybody else like to add something into this or. So I, I, when you just mentioned pie, 
Uh, I have my wife to make the pie, so I don't have to worry about that. But um, with everybody saying how it was driving everybody crazy, especially me, the, the, this whole thing. And when I saw what you had up before with all the lines that people, that some of you are drawing out all the lines, I started doing that way. And that's where I went crazy. And I said, well, I said the hell with it, but not, not using those words. But I know. I, I heard you. I heard you. You were. But <laughs> I decided, I decided to do it my way, which was just, I, I took the, your original picture took it over to Office Depot and had them print out a large picture, uh, enlarged, and just forget about all the lines. I just went with the large picture and copied it over basically onto a blank piece of paper, uh -huh. onto, the, onto the, 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 the 140 arches, and without any drawing, without any... Uh, with, without anything, just started fresh. Right. So you know what, Norman, you know what, you're because see, like when I wanted to present that to everybody, I thought, what is going to work? It's going to work differently for everyone. What I should do is put a little video there just saying exactly either either this way is going to work for you or the line drawing is going to work for you or the no tan is going to work for you. So every, and I thought, I don't, want everybody to have to print everything out but we are all it's going to make sense in our brain differently mm -hmm. so so having that blown up you had the actual reference photo blown up right, right? yes so yeah. that simplified it into a version that made sense to you right because i know because i know how to copy mm -hmm. I, I learned that in high school how to copy <laughs> well i think i think it's fascinating because that uh, that works, but not for everybody, because what's okay. going to happen is I'm going to hear the next thing is like, how come I don't have a line drawing? I want the line drawing. What kind of line drawing did you use? You know, so that but uh, what you're helping me with is trying to think of how to how to kind of fix that maybe with a little video right there of just you're going to have to choose what works the best for you. Right. So yeah. Now that concludes today's episode, and I hope you found this helpful. And if you're interested in joining any of my online courses, visit my website, beargoodoconnor.com. And until next time, have fun and happy painting.